Welcome to the After Credits Podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love, even if we don't exactly love them. In this episode of the After Credits Podcast, we talk about Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 5, Second to the Last Episode. Stay tuned. I'm your host, guys, Franco Daja. Joining me today is... Rafi Rodas and... No, it's, it's, no one else. It's, it's just me. It's just me and Rafi. <laughs> We just finished Game of Thrones. Right now, it's a holiday in Manila right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday morning, right? Uh, Monday afternoon right now. So we just came back, watched Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, it's the second to the last episode, Rafi. Uh, yep. the, from the previous trailer of this episode, it looked like Daenerys was coming in. Uh, there was obviously um, expecting... We were expecting a big battle since this. Uh, it was known that this episode was directed by Miguel Sapochnik, yeah. the big battle guy. <laughs> Big battle guy. Big battle director. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we got a lot of action here. Um, this will be a... Uh, this w- review will include spoilers. Mm-hmm. So please be warned now. And we'll uh, put it in the title already. So uh, just be warned. So Rafi, what what did you uh, think of it? Um, <laughs> well, you know, coming in, I wasn't really expecting a lot, unfortunately, due to how the season has unfolded. It was just the season's weird, man. <laughs> uh, weird would be an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are all these, you know, twists and everything just for the sh- sake of there being a twist, you know, like with with Arya killing the Night King, and uh, uh, like in this episode, um, we, we th- there are a lot of things that were pretty unexpected, but then. Um, what happens is it's just you know for the sake of being, for it being unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of things were unexpected, and it felt a bit rushed altogether. It is, I yeah. mean, like with the pacing of it going really fast, like even we we felt like uh, season seven was going really fast. It was despite even faster. Yeah, season eight's even faster. The Night King arc was dealt in one episode. I hated that. Yeah, this one, this battle for the Red Keep was sort of dealt in one episode, more or less. I don't understand why they made it six episodes. Like, I, I mean, at first when I heard about it, I, I trusted them, you know. I trusted them enough. Okay, if, if, if you think it can be done in, in, in six episodes, then okay, all right. But then, you know, it's, it's already the fifth episode and, you know, almost every episode feels rushed. Yeah, I mean, like, Given this this one, like we know that Daenerys will take the Iron Throne. With the fact that she has the dragon, she cleared the path All physically, right. and uh, yeah, with fire, she cleared the path with fire straight to the Iron right. Throne. Uh, let's let's talk about first about the the start of the episode where you have uh, obviously Varys um, uh, trying to convince Jon Snow to be to tell to take. To be the rightful heir to the Iron Throne and take the throne, and uh, yeah, Daenerys finding out about ah uh, no Tyrion finding out about it and uh, telling Daenerys, and Daenerys eventually executing Varys. So uh, what did you, you think know, of that part? You know, if that happened in season three or four, that whole subplot would have extended to like five or six episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So much, so much. But then here it's just dealt with just just. Just like that. Yeah, just a uh, quick Dracarys, and uh, yeah, Varys is gone now. 
Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, it, it and then Daenerys, the Iron, uh, the the Winter Winterfell soldiers come in, the men of the North. Uh, alongside with the the Thraki, how are there still the Thraki? And the man? Unsullied still alive. So oh, I don't I don't understand. I mean, it's it's not like they kept backup Dothraki during the Battle of Winterfell. Well, well, in the backup, well, during the Battle of Winterfell, there were some Dothraki who retreated. Oh yeah, so, yeah. But it it made it seem like. But that then was there the were mo- still a lot. I mean, in this episode, it was there were so many. Yeah, a lot, and uh, yeah, of course, like everyone was worried about. Like with the with the episode before with the uh, Rhaegal getting shot down, basically from like one kilometer away. That doesn't just, make sense. With just a couple of uh, arrows, and then yeah, and then uh, Daenerys had to retreat, and then eventually Daenerys attacking from the sky, from the from the sunlight, uh, from the view. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she just took down the entire Iron Fleet. Yeah, she she did what she w- she was supposed to do. What she should have done in the last episode was just go around the entire fleet, yeah, and, and, burn. and burn them from the side or from all angles except the front. Yeah, they made it hard, really like hard to aim in that sense. Like, well, I don't know what, when Bronn took down when when Bronn shot the Nairs. Bronn looked like he was able to like easily like oh, yeah. twist and pull the 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 ballista. Yeah, but then these guys, these ones got a lot slower. They 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 nerfed. You're right. They nerfed it so much. The speed was so slow. I mean, like, uh, there's there's this one shot. Uh, I wanna. It's when you, they they get attacked first by Drogon, and then Euron tries to respond, and he orders one guy to to fire at Drogon, and then l- watch watch the ballista, watch the arrow fall out. It looks like it looks like a squirt gun coming out. It looks so <laughs> pathetic how slow that arrow is. It's not doing anything. And uh, yeah, well, it's it's very inconsistent of the previous episode, and uh, I I think it has to do with uh, how the direction has gone. Yeah, like individ- I think that's one of the problems with having different directors for each episode. Mm. There's no cohesion, no consistency. There's no there's not much cohesion. Yeah, yeah, right. But then to give you know to give some some benefit to this episode. Um, this was probably the best episode this season, although that's not really saying much. Yeah, <laughs> that's not really saying much. No, so wait, sorry, no, no. The best episode for me would have to be episode two. Same. Uh, I, perhaps a better definition would be the most exciting episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's better. The most exciting episode this season, although that, that again, that's not really saying a lot. Yeah, we we don't we weren't expecting anything right now because every all the theories were pointed towards Winterfell. Right. And like most of us didn't really know what was going to happen after. Right. Like we were all, a lot of us were even expecting different characters to survive Winterfell. Right. Like I thought Tyrion was going to die in Winterfell. I thought like Arya and Bran were going to die in Winterfell. So. that That's that's the problem with like killing, killing the Night King in just the third episode. Like because that was meant to be the climax of this whole series. The big bad was supposed to be the Night King. I mean, that's I, I, like like I said in like the the previous podcast, like the point of this uh, series is that the Game of Thrones is literally just a game that you know they've they've been so busy with the Game of Thrones that they've they, that they weren't paying attention to the real threat, which really was the Night Walkers, White Walkers, sorry, and the Night King. Yeah. And now that they've killed the Night King, everything else 
from episode three, it feels like falling action. Yeah, it it feels like an epilogue. It it does a, a lengthened epilogue. Yeah, you know, it it makes sense of why. I guess if you treat it as an epilogue, it it makes sense because you know when an epilogue happens, like everything is like fast forwarded and everything's super condensed. So that's what it feels like right now. Mm. And uh, yes, a lot of things happened as well. Um, all the ballistas got burnt, and then Daenerys uh, burned the wall, uh, destroyed the gate. It was uh, it it I, when I saw it, watching it for the second time, it looked. It really reminded me of the Night King burning down the the frozen wall. Oh, it it reminded me of that in nice that sense. Like it, it broke through, and then the horde came in and killed everyone, or yeah. mostly everyone. So yeah. that that was one thing that I noticed there. What what did you think of uh, the initial charge of Daenerys? It was pretty exciting to look at. I mean, honestly, it it, it really was one. It it was really visually appealing. I mean. That's that's one of Game of Thrones' strengths. It it has always been Game of Thro- one of Game of Thrones' strengths, the visually appealing part. I mean, this is television. It is it is television, and but but then television being this visually appealing hasn't been seen before. So I'll I'll give them that. Yeah, it it was the budget and the effects were all on point. Drogon was. Uh, an evil dragon right now, a, a yeah. de- as the director yeah. said, death from above. Right. It was uh, really bad. And, um, and so the soldiers came in. Um, the Lannister soldiers basically gave up when yeah. they were confronted there. Yeah. They put down their swords and then... Uh, the main focus during that time was the bell. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, hype towards the bell. Like Tyrion like, in the first act yeah. saying, "Ring, don't forget, there's gonna, we're going to ring the bell. And then Jay- telling Jamie, Jamie, ring the bell, ring the bell. Like, I almost thought Tyrion was going to climb up and <laughs> ring the bell himself. <laughs> yeah, or uh, like uh, Jamie was, uh, I even joked to you while we were watching it uh, again. I thought Jamie was going to hit the bell with his uh, golden hand oh, yeah. just to make a, a loud sound or something. Or like, I don't know, like hypothetically, like jokingly, you'd think of like maybe Bran climbing the wall again. What? <laughs> someone, someone imitating Bran. Like maybe like, you know how Bran climbed the, the tower in the oh, first yeah. episode? Maybe yeah. it could have been, it could have been Jamie. Ar- or, or Arya, like a yeah. young Stark climbing the, the thing again. Yeah, it's, it's one oh, thing, yeah. but it was just a bell that rang and then, uh, yeah, there was the, that was the big twist. Once the bell rang, si- signaling that uh, the, the war is over, no more yeah. fighting anymore, the city has given up its defenses, and uh, Daenerys, she just... Uh, that was when the world turned upside down for the series, for Game of Thrones. Like, the good guys became the bad guys, and the bad guys became helpless victims. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it makes you think, like, is there really a bad guy in Game of Thrones? Mm. Or, or does it just depend on perspective? Yeah, d- it could be depending on perspective. It just could depend on self-interest. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could consider. And uh, yeah, I mean, like with Daenerys right now looking at the Red Keep, looking at the 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 the, the people who were in charge of her losing everything that she loved. Mm. Yeah, it was like not for her, the people who... Uh, got rid of her ancestors and everything. It was, it was really bad. Like I guess, like the trauma came in. The fact that she doesn't have any friends. The fact that Jon Snow wouldn't have sex with her. <laughs> that was. Uh, it, it all piled up, and she just got mad and just wanted to burn everyone. And nothing ever mattered. No, no one else mattered to her. 
did you like that char- the characterization of Daenerys this season? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we we were expecting it. I mean, a lot of people expected Daenerys to be a mad queen. Really? Yeah. I oh mean, well, yeah. A lot of people were looking at like maybe Aegon in that in that sense, but. Uh, uh, I was expecting Cersei to be the Mad Queen and then, like, Daenerys usurping Cersei t- for it to be, like, you know, full circle kind of thing, like, you know, for her to... to Well, before when I thought she was still the hero of the story, to, you know, I don't know, to make it seem like, you know, she... I, I, I know my, 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 my dad was the Mad King, you're the Mad Queen, I'm going to kill you sort of thing. But then, like, now... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that she just destroys so many people's lives. I mean, like, is it she killed more people than Cersei? I know. It it, it just looks bad all around. I mean, like, Cersei did a lot of bad things. But uh, it, it it's really, like, it's it's really set up in a way to, like, really make her seem like a villain. I just, I didn't like the execution of it too much. Right. I don't know how they could have made it more convincing that she's evil. I know if they made it ten episodes, <laughs> if they made it ten episodes, they could have you know developed it a bit longer. I mean, I understand they wanted to make her a mad queen or whatever, but then you know, uh, I mean, it, it was too rushed for me. It, it 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 didn't make it believable for me that this is Daenerys, who was my favorite character in in season three, the the one who liberated all those people back in Essos. Yeah. You know, I mean... Freer of slaves. Freer of slaves, breaker of chains and all that. I mean, it it, it, it could have been done better. It, it uh, I mean, I get what they were, what, what they were trying to, you know, to get at. Oh, this is the twist. Uh, Daenerys is actually the bad guy. But then, again, this is like something surprising for the sake of it being surprising. There's, it's, it's not born out of story, out of plot, after... Uh, born, born out of characterization, uh, good plot, you know, p- plot thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, mm, I think, I think it would have been nice if uh, maybe they could have fleshed out her interaction with John a bit more. Yeah, she could have said, "You're the only one I love." Yeah, something like that. You're the only one in this world that I have, aside from my dragons, and uh, she could have just emphasized that a bit more. She could have, uh, well, she could have mourned her her other dragon a bit. There could have been that scene right. to like, I, I, I bit humanize her in that sense. Right. And uh, yeah, there's also a problem in the earlier episodes this season. Like, I didn't understand why she. It feels like she was so power hungry already. Like even from the start of the season, mm-hmm. from her interactions with Sansa, and how I don't know her whole vibe in the first, second, third episode. Uh, not not third episode, first, second, fourth episodes. Uh, it it it's, it was like she was hell bent on getting the throne, even though she knows John is the rightful, rightful king. Um, it seemed pretty weird for me. I mean, it was it was kind of out of out of character, I think. Yeah, I will. I'll I'll disagree you. Uh, I'll disagree on you with the fact that John's the rightful king. I think John mm. has a John has a claim to the throne because okay. he's related to the a previous. Person, okay, but that person got usurped, so it's really the Bra. I, I'm I'm pro Gendry. Yeah, it's the Baratheon line that still is, quote unquote, the the rulers. I mean, like the King's Landing's been under Baratheon control okay. for that long, so it's really the rightful heir. It 
I guess it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't matter. It it, it shouldn't be Gendry. It should be the person who controls the army. So it's Daenerys that's the usurper. Right. Unless it's yeah. It would have been a different scene if John was the usurper, like trying to claim back his ancestral right. But John wasn't the usurper in this situation. So I guess that's why. But yeah, Daenerys was doing so much good in Essos and then it just led to more blood bloodshed and tears. Yeah. But of course she served a role. Her her biggest role was in episode three, so uh She's, I'd say she's a net, a net positive, even then, because she 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 saved she saved the world, right. even I, though they could have just kept Bran there and wait. I think Arya saved the world. I mean, she, she helped save it. Why did she land? <laughs> In episode three? I don't understand. Yeah, that, that's another discussion. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as as the city was burning, they they made Arya. They, the Sander told Arya that this isn't your fight. You should go home. Uh, you don't want to live your life based on revenge. For you don't want to live the rest of your life hell bent on revenge. And he was like, uh, the queen's gonna die. Drang's gonna burn her. The Thraki will kill her, or like some rock will just land on her. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. Also, yeah, because like that's always been Arya's character. To you know, she's hell bent on revenge. That's why she's been trained and all that. But then. At the same time, I guess looking at the destruction around her, maybe she's thinking like, okay, maybe I need to, you know, get get get, get a grip on myself and like, there are more important things, which is like probably the Stark talking inside her. I yeah. mean, the, the 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 Stark in her. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, comparing to episode three, she did her purpose mm. by killing the Night King, at uh, the Night King, and then uh, she's just doing it out of her revenge. For killing Cersei, because when you think about it, uh, Cersei's gonna die either way. Yeah. So it 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 it's good that Arya kind of sees that the right. logic in that, yeah. where she doesn't need to be the person to kill Cersei. Yeah. Although it'd be satisfying for her and her vendetta, but it's nice that she took uh, she looked take, took a look at the bigger picture. And then it was obviously just uh, Sander Clegane against oh, his yeah. brother Gregor Clegane. Oh yeah. Uh, I like how I like how they built up to it in the in the staircase in the spiral uh, with uh, Kyburn. No, with the Queen Cersei telling uh, San, uh, Gregor Clegane to stay with her, and then Kyburn saying, "Do as you're told." And, and he then gets killed in like Gregor Clegane just threw him to a rock, and just he died immediately. And then. <laughs> Uh, Sander let Cersei actually pat- walk by her just yeah. so that he could just have a one-on-one fight, <laughs> and it, it was it was a pretty epic battle. It was. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of stabbing, a lot of uh, grunts, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty intense. There was a lot of callbacks to uh, a previous murder that uh, Gregor Clegane had, and uh, uh, oh yeah 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 and yeah the mount uh, San. Sander Kilgain, the hound, he, I'd say it was a tie between him and the mountain. What did you think of the battle? I mean, it was cheating because I, I, I think Sander should have won, but then Kleg, uh, the mountain cheated. Why? Because he can't, he, he <laughs> can't physically die. He's I undead. Mean, he's undead. <laughs> like a, it's like a zombie thing, Frankenstein thing. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's cheating for me. So I, I think on a technicality, I think Sander wins for me. Uh, fair enough. Like, San- 
uh, the hound would have won. Yeah, he would have yeah, won if they were both human. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If uh, <laughs> if the mountain was just a normal person, yeah. but like, well, I guess if you're the mountain, it, you would have fought differently. If you were, if you knew you you wouldn't die to st- any stab wound. Maybe, maybe he got stabbed in the like forehead. How many times? Yeah, in the forehead, he in, the in the eye, forehead, in the eye. <laughs> In the in the shoulder, like he yeah. had a, he had a choking grip on on the hound, stabbing him everywhere. There was no blood coming out. Yeah, right. Oh, I didn't notice that. There was no. I, if I remember correctly, there was no blood coming out. Oh man, that was uh, that was weird. <laughs> that was spooky. Yeah, yeah, like there's nothing. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. The hound only realizing the only way to kill him was it's just to, to push him off, push him off the burning it, building, and to take himself with him. You know. Straight into the thing that he feared, I was feared, you know, the most besides his brother. Yeah, the Shady fear of fire. fire. Yeah, and then um, speaking of which, uh, Jamie Lannister uh, getting some stab wounds himself. Mm, yeah, with uh, Euron Greyjoy. Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> his ship burns to the ground. Somehow he finds himself he crawling j- just in time to see Jamie right before he he gets the Cersei. Yeah, I mean, like, the dinghy was there. <laughs> Jamie was ready to just go to Cersei and come back out. And, yeah, the Euron Greyjoy was like, I fucked your wife, man. I fucked your <laughs> sister or whatever. <laughs> like, I fucked the queen. And, uh, yeah, it just got Jamie to swing at him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was a big battle, like... There, there were, we were all expecting Jamie, Jamie to at least club him with the with the golden. We also, I, I, that, that when when it was happening, I really wanted him to just smash his head with a with his golden hand. Yeah, he had one swing in it, but like Jamie was able to defeat Euron finally. Yeah, with a a good stab, oh, with a with a shove, shove, right. and then he just stabbed him with his sword. Whereas Euron was able to stab Jamie twice. Yeah, that with 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 the dagger, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. I don't know. It, it looked like a lo- a pretty long blade and it went all the way in to like Jamie's like abdomen. Side, yeah. And then like Jamie just walked it off pretty much. Well, he's he's Jamie Lannister, dude. Yeah, he's Jamie Lannister, man. He, he went through a lot of pain. Plot band-aid. Plot band-aid. <laughs> he had to get to Cersei. And uh, yeah, he, he finally met Cersei and yeah, what, what uh, did you think of that interaction have, between uh, him and Cersei? You, you, obviously, Rafi, you, you, you mentioned have, before that you're a big Jamie uh, fan. fan of Jamie Lannister's sto- yeah. story arc, and uh, it, yeah. it ends with him and Cersei dying together. What did you think of that? I mean, you know, I I'm, I wasn't a big fan of Jamie from episode four to now. I mean, I I I, I was such a I, I was rooting for him. He he was my favorite character. You know, it was so in- he he had the most interesting character development for me. He was like, if you guys watch. You uh, know, Avatar: Last Airbender. He was the Zuko. Yeah, he was the Prince Zuko of 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 the Game of Thrones. Like, I, I if you remember, I think one of my theories was that he was going to be the one to kill Cersei. Mm. Cersei, he he was gonna be a Zora High for yeah. me, man. And then for him to just say that no, I'm to do like retreat and just say like, ah, I'm 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 going to get Cersei, where she's my one true love. I mean, ah, it makes me so mad, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to just neglect the character development, which reached, you know, the turning point last season during the last episode when, when he just walked out on Cersei, all badass-like, and just to go back back to her, man, it, it just, 
I don't know, just his character development got so neglected this this season. I, I'm not a fan of of Jamie Lannister this season. Yeah, Definitely we, we all were hoping that Cersei would die to Jamie, and then um, yeah, the the prophecy of uh, yeah Azora High or someone killing his wife. That never happened, really. So now that they're bo- they're Jamie's dead, it's probably now going to be Jon Snow. Yeah, right. It's looking like Jon Snow at least will l- hope. Hopefully, stop no one, the the bloodshed and tears. There's no one else. I mean, they're in, in the in the end, they're they're making it seem like Arya what might, might might you know kill Jon Snow, but then I think that. In. Uh, sorry, Arya might kill um, Danny. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> yeah. Well, Arya still in Arya still in King's Landing. She she survived a lot. Like yeah. she went through a lot. She went through like I don't know so many like crumbling buildings and people. Yeah, she survived it, and I'm just really happy. You know, that's 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 uh, uh, Arya's scenes are one of the better scenes this episode. I mean, to give some credit to the to the director, like I I I. I I like how they their perspective of this episode was from from the ground level, not yeah. from Danny's point of view. The the destruction, at least, of King's Landing was from you know Arya's point of view, from the people's point of view, John's point of view, not from way up there. Yeah, it looked like a a literal scene from like 2012, mm. or even uh, maybe later on, maybe Jurassic. Uh, no, not Jurassic. Godzilla. <laughs> Jurassic. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Godzilla. destruction coming in. Yeah, it was yeah. uh, it was nice to see like the destruction in. Uh, and the graphics and the effects were all, all on point. Uh, Sapochnik did a great job with the special effects and the the stunts there. But uh, going going back to uh, Daenerys, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, moving on with the, the next season. The preview didn't do much. The next episode. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, sorry, the next episode. The preview to the next episode didn't show us too much. Right. It showed uh, the Dothraki celebrating. It showed Tyrion walking through a, a bunch of corpses. And uh, that's basically it. It's the final final episode, final season, finale of the series. And uh, what what do you think will happen, Rafi? I think that the I think that the the there is going to be a final showdown be- uh, between John and Daenerys. Like John in this episode realized that you know, I mean, or is starting to real or has realized in this episode that th- uh, maybe he's on the wrong side. Maybe you know. Why is he supporting all this destruction, the killing of the innocent? He's a you know he's a Stark through and through. He yeah you know um, killing the innocent is a big no no yeah. for him, and that that's probably one of the things that will make him you know snap at Danny May uh, un- until they have I don't know like some some form of final showdown or whatever. And maybe there will be some Arya scenes where they the directors might make us. Uh, might might uh, lead us to believe that Arya will be the one to kill Danny, like what happened in episode three. But I think there might be some sort of, you know, twist again, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it for me it stems back to John's decision to not have sex with Daenerys. Okay. Well, to be fair, he already well he already had sex with her before. Yeah. So I don't know, man. He already did it. So. He's a, he already did it to his aunt, so it would have the Westeros would have been King's Landing would have been saved if he <laughs> if he gave it up. Yeah, I mean he still is a Targaryen, and oh well, I don't know, we don't know what's legal there, <laughs> or whatever. 
Yeah, it was just it was just pretty bad all around. And but, uh, yeah, we we I think everyone's expecting Daenerys to die. Like she, yeah. they can't let her live. Yeah. After all that. But you know the the most interesting character for me actually in the last for the last episode will have to be Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Like this person Tyrion Lannister has one of the most brilliant minds. Like, and he he wasn't able to stop you know Daenerys from doing everything in this episode like and for sure he's gonna find out that his brother is dead Cersei he, he doesn't care about Cersei but for, for his brother to die the the one person who ever loved him yeah um, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what what Tyrion does in the next episode yeah I mean like maybe he will think that Varys was right all along yeah. which sort of proves that Varys was right he, pro- he probably does already like but by, by the end or the, the the moment when when Daenerys started destroying every everything. Yeah, but like, how how do you think? What do you think will happen? Will will uh, it's it's written that it's probably it, it's set up in a way that Jon Snow will be the one to kill Daenerys. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine anyone else. Maybe Tyrion. Oh, that would be surprising if Tyrion would be the that one would to be kill. Surprising, but we're. I think we're Daenerys. all expecting John. Yeah, John to kill. Yeah, I I'd I'd like to see John like fight. Uh, who's that guy again? Who's the guy with the spear? I forgot. Grey Worm. Grey Worm. Yeah. Grey Worm. Grey Worm. Yeah, Melisande. He's mad now. Yeah, it'd be nice if uh yeah he he has like Grey oh Worm. that 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 would be nice Grey though Grey Worm. Grey Worm is the mountain and the John Snow is the hound. Oh yeah, but that that'd be nice to to go through. Or Arya, Arya might. Arya versus Grey Worm, maybe. Possibly, possibly. Think? Yeah, but that would like, be cool. Yeah, but I I like the build up that Grey Worm had when mm. Jon Snow was telling his soldiers to to hold back. Then Grey Worm was like, "What are you doing, man? Like we hate these guys." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess it's set up in that sense. But like, let's say Jon Snow kills Daenerys. Do you think Jon survives it, or who do you think w- will be? the quote-unquote leader? Or will there be no more leaders anymore? Will it just be, like, independent nations, like the North King, the Iron the Iron Islands King? That sounds like something that they would do at this point, like, yeah. to distribute power. Yeah, <laughs> like, with the elections coming up. Uh, <laughs> so we could uh, use a bit less government or less, uh, less monarchy. Yeah, more... I don't know democracy. <laughs> More democracy. <laughs> it's gonna be a voting system now in the, in yeah. <laughs> in but Westeros. Maybe Bran can like read the minds of everyone and then just figure out who everyone <laughs> wants to be the the leader or something. Oh, the, <laughs> that'd be funny. But uh, going back to this episode, episode five. How how would you rate it on a scale of like one to ten? Uh. You know, visually, it it really is so appealing, and it was really, as I said before, it was really one of the more exciting episodes. It gave us great action, um, smart idea to use uh, the, I mean, to utilize perspective of the battle from the ground below. Yeah, like, it's very, very, very smart, very, um, uh, again, uh, very appealing. Well, not not really appealing, but it was interesting to see. But then overall, you know, there were some character decisions that were a bit um, weird for me. It was some decisions were out of character. Um, 
I'd have to, and you know, um, I, I, I think I'll give it a six point five for me. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I didn't have much expectations coming in, but yeah, it, it, it the tone was set pretty bad once mm. you realized that Drogon was immune to the ballistas and the, yeah, yeah, there was no the threat arrows. anymore. There yeah. wasn't any threat anymore. So once that. Once the plot armor was obvious, <laughs> it it kind of went downhill for me there. So I, I give it like a yeah, I'd probably give it like a seven ish because the, the the direction is there. I mean like yeah, the the effort was there. Was there. The effort was there. was there. The uh, the acting, the battle scenes were all all pretty well done, and choreography was great. It was just it was just the I guess the tone of course it could have been you know if if they built this up better. It sort of been the best episode like this this season, talaga. Yeah. If if they really built up everything, all the character decisions and everything, I I would have loved this episode. Yeah, I mean like going back to episode four, like one thing I would have really liked, one one dialogue you could have added was Daenerys asking Tyrion, like, should I be worried about the the ballistas anymore? And Tyrion could have just said, oh, you only have to worry about them if they're on the ground. <laughs> so you don't have to rebound them about the sea. So that the surprise kill of Rhaegal would mm. have been a shock. Yeah. So I, gu- I guess that would have happened in that sense. Or they could have not revealed the ballistas until right. Rhaegal right. was there. So right. uh, until, Rhaegal, until Rhaegal got shot, like you don't expect it to come uh, right there. But yeah, man, it was uh, could have been better. Yeah. What did I say again? Seven? Yeah, it, yeah. it's a seven and a... Actually no, I'm 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 thinking maybe the other episodes are influencing my decision for this episode. Yeah. Maybe. Ah well. Ah, well what, what what can I do? I mean, <laughs> this is the you know this is the, I I should take this you know from from a story development standpoint also like you know yeah so I stand by my six point five. Yeah, in fact, especially like the way they dealt with Jamie's character arc. Yup, yup. That 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 really hit it for me. Like no. Oh, it would have been nice if Brienne was still there. Like oh, Brienne yeah. was like, "Go with me, Jamie." You know, that's that's another. Sorry, go. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I imagine like a dog with two owners. <laughs> like, come here. <laughs> the other ones come here. You know, that's that's another thing. Like, they, they left all these characters on the north already, so we're probably not going to see them again. Like, yeah. probably right. Sansa, Brienne, Tormund, Ghost. Yeah. Or uh, Sam. Bran? Yeah, Bran Bran could still play a big role. Yeah. But, you know, from how this is unfolding, I don't think we're going to see them again, which is such a shame. Yeah. They're such great characters. They deserve, you know, a payoff. Yeah. I mean, it, we have to criticize uh, the two, the D&D, the two directors. What happened, guys? Yeah, I mean... Like, what happened? The overall showrunners, I, gu- I guess there were a lot of rumors that... They were excited about their new Disney Plus series that they were making. Oh, really? I'm not sure. Was it this? Was it the Mandalorian that they're doing? Oh, is it? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll double check. But like, they have other projects to do, and like, I feel like this. How many years is this? This eight year. Eight years. Eight years. But of then Game for of the Thrones. for the book readers, it's almost twenty. Yeah, and like you hope as a book reader that not everything's the same. Mm. But uh, but at the same time, you want them to give justice to the characters that GRM wrote. Yeah, maybe it was a, a plot by GRM to tell them something bad when it should have been the book to 
to hype the book because realistically if GRM is gonna stick with what the movie does it's not, not many people are excited for the book yeah you know what um from what I understand from the meeting they had with George um it was like they told him uh, he told them the ending or something yeah the, the main brush strokes. yeah you know I, I I wouldn't have a problem with the honestly I wouldn't have a problem with the ending and everything if only they build it up well yeah and maybe if they didn't kill the Night King in the third episode yeah or flesh them out a bit more yeah like, I, or at I, least made them talk. Right. I would have appreciated them losing in episode three and for them to retreat or something back to King's Landing and then have the final battle with the Night King there. That one I would have really liked. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's it. I mean, like, we're, we're still going to watch uh, the last episode, episode yeah, six. So. We'll probably try to give a review right away as soon as possible. We're just happy that it's a holiday right now and we oh, can yeah. upload this uh, pretty fast. And uh Yeah. Any last words, Rafi? Uh, don't forget to vote, Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's election season right now. And yeah. uh, thanks, guys, for listening to the Aftercrats podcast, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 5 review. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an okay episode. We could have... We, we voiced out our criticisms, what we liked, what we didn't like. Yeah. And uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we, we want to upload as soon as possible to our uh, Spotify listeners, especially that you guys gave our Endgame review a big boost. When we, oh, yeah. When we launched our Endgame review podcast, we, uh, we were the first podcast you that's, uh, th- that appeared when you searched mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame review. And it was uh, really yeah. nice to get that reception. And uh, we, we got a lot of views, uh, listens from that. It's, it's our most listened to podcast, yeah. I think so. Well, so, thanks, so far, everyone. ever since we switched. Yep. And uh, yeah, with that, uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, f- uh, subscribe on Spotify, especially to the Aftercreds podcast. I'm your host, guys, Franco Dajet. Joining me today was Rafi Rodas. And peace. See you. See you guys. Cheers. Dracarys.